1: Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Reunited as a trio in the rugby dungeon with Phil back from his journey. Hello Phil. Hello Tim. Hello JB. Hello Timothy. And we this is the one of two podcasts that we are releasing today. One of three podcasts that we are releasing this week. This, which is why you need to hit subscribe in your feed. Because we've got a Six Nations preview pod coming in a couple of days time. And right now in your feed there is also a Saracens salary cap summary podcast it's the first one where phil's been able to have a say <laughs> and you know what that means you're going to get balance you're going to get information you're going to get fact and you're you're going to get the definitive say on saracens and i have to say we've just finished recording it how do, how do you feel about it
0: good i think we did a, f- a fair job to put different perspectives and put all of the information uh, across the has not always been put across if you read certain Agre- certain yeah, viewpoints. Agreed,
1: there is a lot of rubbish.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, dross. I picked up the Sunday Times this morning, there's some interesting
2: <laughs> perspectives in there. There are some very interesting perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he's, the man is still tweeting about me, I am blocked. <laughs> I am blocked, and yet he continues to tweet about me. <laughs> does he? It, it's bizarre. It's like the narcissism of small differences. I, I don't <laughs> understand why he
1: does it. Just
2: because we believe ma- the majority of the same things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, J- that's JB, obviously. How do you feel about it? I, I think we, we, we're, we're all pretty much on the same page as well. Saracen's, I think so. Saracen's I'm... deserved the initial um, penalty that the report yeah. gave them. Well, I think
2: all we need to say for this, right, and if you want to know why we think this, we're just going to say the rest of this podcast, they were guilty, they're going down... They deserve it for the following reasons. Well, not even for the following reasons. You want to know the reasons? Refer back. We're not yeah. talking about any salary cap in this. It's no. going to be pure rugby. Because yes.
0: to do it justice, we'd need to go for an hour again. Yeah, I think which we're not going to do.
1: No, but we are going to talk about the rugby that's happened this weekend, and first, at the top of the table, Tim. Well, wow. Well, let's talk. Well, let's just talk about the uh, <laughs> good rela- day for neutrals. Related right, the neutrals. We're dancing in the streets this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Related to the salary cap, we've had a lot of people asking on Twitter how we feel about. The the, um, the prestige of every Premiership weekend, the interest and the meaningfulness of every Premiership fixture, now that r- the team who go down mm. has been sealed. It's a, where, where do you stand on that? It's probably the biggest shame of the whole salary cap thing is the ruining of the
2: season. Um, <laughs> I tweeted about this before the Northampton game, and I said, uh, it's a shame because this game literally means nothing to London Irish anymore, which people misconstrue as meaning it means nothing to the players. When you're on a pitch, yeah, you you always play hard. But does it matter if you finish ninth, eighth or ninth, really? doesn't really matter, does it? No. You know, so just... who does this really... Do, do you really care? No, of course not. The players will always care when they're on, on the field, but it just means nothing, though. And... It... <laughs> So the punishment is right, but it is disappointing
0: because this could have genuinely been the best relegation battle ever. Ever. I mean, yes. it was Ever in the premiership. It's gone from yes. the most
1: exciting premiership season to just... well, oh, fine. So if we assume that Saracens might have got close to the other teams... Uh, uh, and it had remained as just a 35-point penalty. Leicester currently on 12 points, London Irish on 17, Wasps on 18, Worcester on 18, Bath on 21, Harlequins on 22, Bristol on 22, Gloucester on 23. Gloucester, in, Gloucester in, on three, isn't it? Gloucester in four. <laughs> no, um, so the, the, that sort of bottom third, even bottom, yeah, that bottom third, you could have seen a real big team. Oh, Yeah close to the trap door and the oh, excitement 100%. the excitement yeah. that would have generated the, the only thing I can say on the flip side is the fact that it is also close means that that sixth spot less so the top four but that sixth spot you could argue is achievable even for London Irish well Leicester, Leicester Tigers I
2: do genuinely think now believe they can reach top six even though they lost again but they you know Their mood in camp Has improved substantially Particularly as they've now appointed a new head coach Which is exactly what Leicester Tigers needed They needed another layer of seniority
0: (laughs) It's a genius move Promote Jordan Murphy for all the good work he's been doing Correct A long overdue promotion, we can all agree Absolutely But
2: Borthwick will be a good appointment Definitely. Would you want Borthwick working underneath you? I mean, I'm not saying he's not An amazing coach Although he's never had a head coach gig Or really a club gig, from what I can remember. In fact, I don't think he's ever worked at a club. Japan, England, he's going to be at Bristol and never showed up to work. Yeah, maybe, I mean... This is his first club gig, and he's a
0: head coach. I suspect, uh, obviously never worked with him, um, but I suspect he would have been one of those players, when he's on the pitch, he was also half coach, half Mm. player.
2: Yeah, Uh, David Flatman talks very highly of him. He's, He's said it on his podcast a few times. Just knows everything about everything, well, particularly yeah. about lineups. Well, yeah, my brother
1: was in the Bath um, Academy coming through. Steve Borthwick was in the first team with Grueckock, and so Ooh, Nick, yeah. Nick spent a lot of time with on a sort of day, with, with Borthwick analyzing lineups Well, you know that. Okay, so this is a little bit. Well, okay, so when Borthwick was in,
2: within England, they used Saracens because of the Saracens' link to test all of
1: the England stuff. And you know who Saracens used to test the England stuff on? London Scottish. Well, quite often, well, more than that, um, England used London Scottish to try stuff out on as well.
2: Yeah, because Hattley would go down to London so, Scottish. And so, then... so
1: so the, the forwards, so Nick, as head coach of London Scottish, would have sessions against England. Which is why Disby Talk H have got such a good line out. Because who do I call when I need... To, uh, I
2: call Steve Borthwick. In a way. In a way. You've got a direct line. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Leicester Tigers have got a good man there. So yeah, they'll believe they can move up. So, But that is the new trapdoor, isn't it? That is the new battle. Sixth. If if you can't get to sixth, go get, Don't over. Yeah. Don't
0: or just hope that Saracens or Exeter, or possibly Northampton, uh, win the
2: Heineken Cup. So there's a seventh place. Yeah, so Saracens are interesting now because... Aren't allowed to make the playoffs, so even if they finish fourth, they're not getting in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they don't. They can't qualify for Europe. I don't like that, by the way. No, I don't either. Why? Why even have them there? Like if, if well, we... Yeah, it's the. Why? Yeah, I do get the point. Why have them there? I'm not saying they should be kicked out of the league. I kick them out of the league. But, I mean, if we, not because I want them out of the league, because there's no point in them just half forcing it. Well, and also, so they can't get top four, but they can significantly alter top
0: four. Yeah. So. If they play all their... If, say, Sale and Gloucester are competing for top four, Mm. if they play all of their England stars and put 50 points on Sale, but rest everyone and play the team they did against Harlequins against Gloucester and concede 50 points, that will influence the top four.
1: And and Saracens went away to Gloucester and came up with a... um, Uh, Didn't they sneak sneak a win? Yeah, Yeah, they they did. They They snuck a win away at Gloucester, they go away to Quinn's with a very different team, and Quinn's are one point behind Gloucester now. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, So they... I mean, this we'll is like stab. this
2: is an example of Premier Rugby, just winging it and not really thinking through the consequences of what you're doing. If they were to keep Saracens in this league, which they have, they've got to give Saracens all the benefits of being in the league, including being able to play in the playoffs for the integrity of the competition. Yeah, yes, yes overall, because um, a lot of this is about integrity. I'd be very much in favour of relegating two teams.
0: Well, that it certainly would make it interesting. I, I'm not quite there yet because I'm not sure which. Two teams have the capability. Esha, Newcastle,
1: East or Ealing, you mean. Ealing. Sorry, Ealing. A playoff for the second second relegation spot, perhaps. I could, I
0: could get on on board with that.
2: Yeah. At least then
1: it would yeah. mean. Yeah, at least yeah. then you'd be trying to avoid so eleventh Saras- at all costs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah,
2: because at least you'll you know you'll stay up, but you don't have to go through the embarrassment of the playoff. Yeah. But again it's just more premiership rugby, they've not thought thought it through. The you know they've rushed this decision. There should be two it's, guys
1: it's, it's, it's very exceptional circumstances. So I can understand not ri- planning yeah. for this eventuality. But I
2: mean it only took me five minutes in my basement to come up with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't even own a
2: club. <laughs> um I feel like we've already talked about Saracens yep. Way yep. too yep. much yes. on this after promising yes. we yep. wouldn't Well yeah We can talk about the, impact, the impacts of, of, of
1: relegation Well I the guess. top of the table is looking very very interesting now well, eh? Exeter very, lost their well, third match As you
2: carry on reminding me Tim People are only interested in teams that win And at the top of the table So what happened at the top of the table <laughs> this, uh, this weekend?
1: Exeter and Northampton both lost their third game oh, Of yeah. the season Amazing stuff um, and, and, and Ryan Kiesel, um, Long time listener of the pod Did ask the friend question Friend of the pod Friend of the, friend, friend of the pod yeah uh, did ask the question, um, is the Premiership more like the NFL now that Saracens aren't, for all intents and purposes, in it, in that any on any Sunday. given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody?
0: I, um, I would say it's getting that way. Yes, and certainly when next season when Saracens are out of it, mm-hmm. it will be a far more open
2: competition. Yeah, it'll be incredibly open. Um, just on the relegation thing, which is one last thing. Now we've seen it, do we feel that ring fencing should be a thing? Now we feel like we do. Does this make you feel any different about ring fencing? So it's not changed my mind. I'm
0: actually interested in seeing how this season plays out because Mm. I've always been of the opinion, I think as harsh as relegation is, you need the interest at the bottom of the table. Yeah. But conversely, as an England fan and not a fan of any team in the aviva uh, sorry the gallagher premiership um there would be some interesting uh, developmental decisions made by teams if there are no um there's no possibility of relegation and just one example I'll give you which a man I've been admiring this season um Zach kibirigi mm-hmm. who wasn't playing at newcastle because Gonover and sonotti sonotti were playing because yep. there were more important things now he's been given a chance. He's looked brilliant. Dynamite. Yeah, he's looked absolutely awesome. So that kind of developmental decision would be made easier to blood those younger players rather than bring in so external I talent.
2: And my point on that would be, that is fine, and that is what the Pro 14 is for. Now, this <laughs> But not is... for England players. <laughs> no. So... Uh, I, you know, look, I'm not a huge fan of the Pro 14. I can't remember when I watched a full <laughs> Pro 14 match, but I do appreciate the purity of the rugby. I do think there is rugby playing in the Pro 14, which is beyond that of the Premiership. It's different rugby too. It's less intense, but it's you know it's more beautiful. You know there. They, they, they play better rugby. Are you speaking specifically of your beloved Benetton? Yeah, Benetton would be great. <laughs> but, like, you know, look at look at what Glasgow did to Sale a, f- a few weeks ago and how they play and how Leinster play. There is, there is some really good rugby to be played there. It's just not my style. Look at how Ul- Ulster are playing there at the moment. Yeah. But those teams are built around non-relegation and the, the teams in the Premiership are built for relegation. And that's why, I mean, look at London Irish. Would you really employ... A prop like uh, Sakopi Kefu with 105 caps, if you thought relegation was not on the... Ca- no, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't spend you know, half, half of that cash. So these teams are built differently, and that's why I really hate the fact that relegation isn't going to happen, because the league is built for it. It's not like the Pro 14.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I totally understand that. I I think there are, there are benefits from... There's possible benefits for both sides. I am still in favour of relegation, though.
1: I am as well. I can't help thinking that ring fencing is inevitable and going to happen. But, personally... Have I told you my Personally, I'm not a fan. Have I told you my
0: idea? Did you mention it on the pod? I was was walking around um, Fort Canning Park in Singapore listening to you mentioning your idea.
2: And the more I think
1: about it... You're a glutton for punishment, Phil, aren't you? (laughs) The the more I think about it, the more it makes
2: sense. 13-league team... Every year, one team can't play. (laughs) So you're allowed to sign their players. Should you want, if they want to accept it, you you know there's something goes on with the contracts there. But imagine having a whole year to prepare for. Yeah.
1: Also, being a player, that'd be awesome. Like you might you you might sign for a a bottom club. I think we might get relegated this year. Let's have a have a year traveling, (laughs) being paid
0: one year off. Oh no, because you'd be in a rigorous Jamie Joseph style
2: camp. Like he did with Eddie, um, you, you install Eddie Jones as your head coach to get oh, him back in. Oh my god! In. Oh my word! It'd be it'd be the worst job on earth. <laughs> but then imagine like the excitement for the first game. Imagine Exeter. Found themselves on the naughty step for a year.
1: I think every weekend the team that went down and were, were excluded would have to go to a game and sit there all in a row. You'd have a row, a, sh- a, sh- a little shame <laughs> so,
2: seat. What, what about you? Distribute the players all across the Premiership just to run the water bottles on. Whole <laughs> <laughs> tackle bags, just so they can be in part of the professional environment for now. <laughs> <laughs> but I so, think that, like the sit out, it actually would work quite well. You know, they get all their bills paid for centrally for the ground and whatnot, on the players. So there's a bit of extra cost for the remaining twelve. Don't war game really this cool. too much. The really cool.
1: enough because JB obviously, obviously, will never happen, and no. n- nor should it. But it's the alternative, idea.
0: if you had to have ring fencing, which I I wouldn't want, but if you had to, the alternative, which wouldn't work due to the season, uh, the calendar. But I would prefer each team to get a rest week to do it with, so you have six matches and one team sits out each week. But you you then need extra weeks. What what I
1: would say is if you ring fence, then it has to become more like a franchise system where your your place in the league is not, well, a draft would be awesome, but no, your place (laughs) in the league is not guaranteed. And if you do not, because you can cut the investment in overseas players in the twilight of their career and put in youngsters. If you don't use the money, you can save by that for infrastructure de- developments, transport links, stadium, mm. all that kind of thing, If you don't, or academy. If you don't demonstrate that you're doing that, you're at, you're at risk of being
2: yeah, d- it, pushed yeah, out, because yeah. that,
1: that keeps things moving forward.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's new standards go. every year of what yeah. these grounds should look like. Um, there again, do you want grounds standards? Because the REC has no real standards, and it's awesome. It can hold fourteen thousand people for thirteen thousand Yeah, but charge them double yeah I've always said that like, well, no, but that that's
1: that's
0: sufficient remember when um, Mind you, they I,
1: I saw a, when
0: London Welsh moved to Oxford because that was the closest Or the of yeah, the which, no level.
1: no but somewhere somewhere like the wreck I mean it could be awesome so they could develop things where Bruce Craig Builds a helipad And he has to arrive At every game Just before kick off with, exactly. the, with the match ball By helicopter just throws it out <laughs> Throws it out there of,
2: of course Today he couldn't stop Because it'd take him Over the amount of days He stays in the country For tax <laughs> so he just throws the, throws the ball out of the helicopter From p- the Caribbean Yeah Passing
1: by or they has got a zipline From they build the Caribbean a Roman, They build a Roman bath um, Tapped into the thermal springs In Bath In the corner of the ground Where people oh. can just sit And sit and watch the game Wonderful. In
0: uh, When I went to watch The Sharks versus the Jaguars in Durban they had uh, hot tubs, hot tubs yep. pit- pitch side oh wow there
2: you go sadly I didn't get to uh,
1: so spend ver- any time enjoy, the,
2: enjoy the hot tubs Ugh. one of these days there's various things you can do yeah. yeah, I guess you could just send the team down to the championship and guarantee them to come back that's yeah, the other that's probably the more sensible one than the naughty step idea,
0: yeah. Go and rebuild. Go and year. rebuild, but
2: you're de- definitely guaranteed to come back, so you can bring you can bring with you whatever players. But that you even
0: want. that, because it prevents the likes of a, an Exeter coming up or Ealing Trailfinders if they can can continue building what they're building. I don't like the idea of that. Something mm. there's something not right about it.
1: I, I mean, if I was, yeah, the amount of money that has been piled into Championship clubs. With the knowledge that there is a promotion, you 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 can't help but feel for those
2: Have you heard about the story this week that the rights for Championship Rugby are out to tender and no one was interested until (laughs) Saracens got relegated? (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. And I'll be like, maybe we should buy this stuff. Well,
1: partly, I wonder whether wrapped up in that will be be the potential fixtures that Saracens are apparently looking to do with international teams, provincial
2: touring teams. Well, interestingly, I think if Saracens go down... Forget ring fencing the Premiership; they should ring fence the Championship. That's the way. Uh, <laughs> no one way else is <laughs> coming in there. <laughs> yeah, we are done. If you want to play Saracens, you're <laughs> signing for these boys. Uh, so anyway, the top, anyway table top, top the table top clashes. Yes. Yeah. So who uh, watched the Northampton game? Let's go,
1: let's go with the yeah. Northampton game. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I've only seen the highlights because I was pretty jet lagged on Friday mo- Friday evening.
2: Hmm. Uh, I tell you what. London Irish were really impressive they were really muscular um, and what's the eight's name?
1: Two Sui is
2: really really good
1: yeah like you can carry bloody hard surprisingly good I don't even think London Irish thought he was going to be as key a player as he is
2: he was awesome he was absolutely yeah. awesome every time he had his hands on, on the ball made, made the odds but I think the most important thing is they came prepared and where Northampton were so good at moving it wide and they've been so good at you know the skillful side of the game they were closed on Completely.
1: Yeah, you take out um, bigger and Laws, Ludlam, and Uh, well, Furbank and Dingwall. Furbank, Uh, (laughs) Proctor, Dingwall. You take you take half a dozen guys. I mean, it seems weird to be talking about Furbank in those terms because it's his breakthrough season. Yeah, but um, but certainly the and Dingwall even more
0: so with Dingwall. I feel yeah. Furbank did a a bit last year. They've both been playing well, but. Uh, Furbank's about twenty-two, twenty-three. 23 Dingwall's yeah.
1: 20 I think Yeah But, but Sean of a couple of those Kind of guys um, Fair play London Irish Fair play Yeah They were tough Yeah they, you're right They're tough as old boots A bit savvy Great day for Stephen Myler Yeah And yeah. he was really He was really street wise
2: you know, I've said this a lot about 10s I don't think you get much worse As you get uh, you know, as you get older, like you, you don't get less accurate at kicking, you don't all of a sudden forget all the defensive looks that you've seen in the past. In, in fact, if anything, age sort of work, works on your side. And I thought Northampton were a little bit quick to get rid of Myler when they did.
1: Well, uh, do you know what they've been doing a little bit, putting square pegs in round holes, in the sense that they've had Curtis Roaner out on the wing, mm-hmm. not in the centre where he was very effective. They've had uh, Paddy Jackson at full back,
0: yeah, because they
1: sort of felt like they didn't have many people fit and they it felt like they needed to have him in the team when you put some square pegs in round holes suddenly Hepatima and Rona looked really good through the midfield w- and Naholo took care of business with Nairo Voro yeah they were good they were impressive tough now, they do strike me as very fickle though fickle? brittle
2: brittle sorry brittle which is they are very very tough until the point that they're not tough so I've seen them gut out a few games now, and think, yeah, that's that, that, that's reasonable. But I think they get to a stage where they get over overwhelmed, and then they basically give up the house. And as long as they're sort of bat, you know, battling, and I said it was impressive losing both their scrum halves. The mean, the mean yellow card was so he was lucky not to get a red. frankly. yeah, yeah. very, very lucky. So, so stupid. But then, who'd have guessed that Blair Cowan is far better than um, <laughs> what's his name, uh, Nick Phipps? No, the the other one. Bergamasco, he's Ber- much better than Bergamasco <laughs> Substantially better so, And he had to play nine twice <laughs>
1: And for Northampton Just a little, a little quick. Again, they, they just they, Suddenly they couldn't seem to get that Gain line and they kept going to Nairo Voro who can do that business But Is it me or does Nairo Voro jog into contact? Um, he never looks like he's moving
2: Maybe he's not moving fast He's so big. It's like seeing a, an A380 land. Yeah.
0: It's it looks doing... like it's not moving. <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> so big.
2: Yeah, it's moving fast enough to get airflow over over the wings, so it's got to be unfairly quick. Yeah. Uh, it just looks like he's always... I, I think he's very effective against backs, and then the forwards started to rough him up a bit, and he what? didn't like it very much. What? Where he's effective... So am not watching this game, but in, in the past, I've been
0: watching him keenly because he's uh, in my FRD team. Um... He, as long as he's got the momentum, he's amazing. So if he's got a, a head of steam, he's got a 5'10 plus yard run-up, he will skittle people. If he's anything less than that, it takes him a while to get going because there's so much mass to get moving. Mm. So he can look a bit I can think he's in for a rather short
2: career. I can see him getting very, very much less effective very quickly. If his pace goes. Yeah, even remotely. Because you've just got a big man with no power then. Yeah, uh, and uh, what about the red card? Anyone see that?
0: Uh, no, i have not. What did
1: you think? <sighs> it's a red card. Yeah, I get but it's it. a red card in the same way. There's
2: hundreds of of those episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the bit that that was the element for me. It's, it's like, yeah, can, he's unlucky to get picked up. I can see that, but um, that gets that, that that happens tons of times. And actually, I think should I say his name for
0: me. Ratui Yuna uh, Yura. Ratuni
1: Yura. R- Yara- Appy Appy Let's Ritini go with Appy Katini Yawara. Yeah yes. I'm going to go with well Appy on,
2: right? um, If he stays on the field I genuinely think That Northampton win this Because he was their Biggest ball carrier mm. By miles Well not by miles Him him and Harrison By the way I'm, I think I'm slowly falling in love With Tamar Harrison Very <laughs> abrasive He's so Yeah So, <laughs> so abrasive Like <laughs> I, I, And I was amazed He away with it I love the idea that Okay mean picks up um, The Northampton Scrum Uh Who was it uh, Right Right look. He throws him on the, on the floor, that should be a red. Nobody mentions that Tamarne Harrison steams in and does a German suplex on, <laughs> on, on Mean. He comes round him, grabs him by the waist, sort of throws him backwards over his shoulder. It was quite was quite something. And I don't think I'd ever touch a Northampton scrum half
1: if Tamarne Harrison is within a, a six-foot radius. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair shout. He's so hard. As for the other game at the top of the table, did you see which one's this the the, the The sale winning at Sandy Park oh yeah okay go on Um, well what was it where was it let me get the message uh, on Twitter at Rugby Podcast where you can find us Rob Sherrington says sale versus Exeter JB the floor is yours (laughs) 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 well uh, I was at Carrington
2: this week I was doing some interviews I interviewed uh, uh, Curtis Langdon uh, Matt Postlethwaite and James Williams uh all in one go, and Neil Briggs, all in a big sale around the table. Four at a time? Four at a time. A big big four-way. Wow. Five-way, if you, if, if you include me. Not quite six-ways. Not quite six-ways, no. And what struck me about the atmosphere in the camp is sometimes... And you've been there on media days, Tim. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if it's not going sales way, it's not the best of atmospheres, is it? It's a little bit edgy. Oh, I, I love it every time. I love it every time. But you kind of know where the camp is at. I know. Oh, yeah, I, I would have thought after two disappointing losses in, um, in, in Europe, you might be in for that, but not a, not any sign of it whatsoever. They were they were supremely confident that they were going to go going to go to Exeter and beat them, and I see why now because they absolutely did they, they absolutely did did a number. It feels like for all the talent that they've got, it's slowly starting to click. And if it clicks any more, I, I think they're think they not only going to beat Saracens next week, but I think they're going to beat pretty much anyone on um, on their on day.
1: At least, particularly through this Six Nations period, they are least affected. Because even the players that are in international squads, yep. you would imagine will probably go back to them. Like A guy like Byron McGuigan, he's having Byron. a great season, by the way. Barons. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the the one who probably won't come back to him, Tom Curry, they've got a fairly handy ready-made replacement for him. <laughs> so Ben Curry, allegedly,
2: will be coming into the England squad. Scrum half, yes, yeah, scrum half, <laughs> scrum half. Ben Curry, yeah. So uh, uh, I don't know if you you boys have heard this, but there's going to be a big rotation in the England squad, about midway through the. I was situations. assuming
1: so because the absence of Jack, whether it's Alex Dombrant yeah, uh, Nathan Hughes, or or Taman Harrison, or whoever else you might put in as a potential, any one of those. The, the absence of one of, and Ben Curry, one of those other players, was yeah, cause, cause ben very Curry's surprising. Superb. I mean, yeah. Ben Curry is almost as good
2: as his brother. And should he have been almost picked? identical, you might say. Well, yeah, frankly, yeah. Now, <laughs> Interesting. Had Ben been with England for so long, and Tom been at Sale, I guarantee that it'd be Ben Curry that, that they've yeah, taken yeah. I mean, they are—they really are very, very close. And you know, <laughs> it's better men than me that can tell them apart from a, a rugby point of view. Uh, and the other guy who really impressed me is Will Cliff. Willcliff hardly gets any appreciation whatsoever, but the boy can really pass. I mean, he really speeds up the service, and it's
1: so much more predictable with Will Cliff <laughs> passing the ball. You don't have to worry about any madness. <laughs> a big, yeah. It's interesting that they're doing so well without Faf. I'm not saying there's a correlation between the two. I actually think the biggest change for Sale this season to last is they've got a proper number eight ball carrier. Yep, and uh, continuing the ball carrier theme. They've got Rowan Yancy van Rensburg, who's awesome, who's just who's and the, those, those two men, those two South Africans, attract so much attention in a Billy Van kind of fashion that they create space for other people. And I think, yeah. I, I think, well, in a Billy and Manu kind of fashion, exactly that, the kind exactly of people that. who
0: suck players in, yeah, which can be great for them or great for the players around them. And Yeah, and the sales scrum is
1: always strong. It is always strong and, and you know they've not uh, they've not lost any of that. As and they seem to have sorted their line out out as well. They yeah. didn't lose a single line out uh, because it has been dodgy at the start of yeah, the season.
0: Particularly with Acker.
1: But they st they, they, they disrupted three of Exeter's, which is unusual for Exeter, and they won all their own ball. So here is where Sale are gonna come and stuck, I feel.
2: They are too reliant on their talent. If you look through the squad, you go, okay, yeah, if they don't have their good players playing and they're pl- they've got to play better. the man for man, they are got to play better than their o- than the opposite team. Which sounds like a stupid thing. You think, oh well, obviously that's what you, that, that's what you have to do. But that's not really the case because just, sc- just score more points. Yeah, just that's, score more that's points. I, that's exactly it. But, but actually, there's teams like 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 Exeter who can go down to the third you know the third man in that team, and you don't necessarily. Notice it because they're such a cohesive unit Now, it doesn't always bear out Look at Saracens today, they were down to their third man In every position And um, you can only do it to a certain amount But Sale aren't quite there yet No, and Exeter They, they were down to a second or third
0: position In a number of places yeah. um, And it did tell Particularly in that first half of mm. this game it's It seemed to tell
2: Yeah, but you know, that's My knock on Sale Like If Johan Jansi von Rendsburg goes down. I do not, for the life of me, know how you replace... Even if There's I had no light like for light, like. Yeah, if I had access to the world market of centres, I don't know how <laughs> I replace that guy. I'm not sure how I replace Sam, Sam, uh, Sam James, either. Uh, they still rely on these unique talents that, there again, they've just replaced Faf, so what am I talking about? But they find <laughs> themselves
1: in third place, four points off leaders Exeter, who, without, as you say, shorn of a few players yeah. and a couple of injuries... They they look beatable even on their home patch, um, but they are as as we say th- they now send a much bigger contingent away to England and a few more in the physio room than normal. So yeah, just get, they'll come away from that thinking, all right, we'll one, take that one. Yeah. One last point here:
2: um, Wales, as they well well as they once noticed, but suddenly it never happened for them, could do worse than picking Phil Dolman at fullback. But I think that ship has sailed. Yes, England could do worse than picking Simon Hammersley for fullback. He has been outstanding. He's a good player Yeah he's Really a, good player He probably
0: f- So he's very very solid And good decision maker so He probably lacks a bit of Top end pace Yeah I was going what's, yes.
1: what's the quality you most want In a fullback? I don't really know I'm, I want him to be there Because
2: like I have seen people like Ugo Monja play fullback, um, Who has all the talent in the world but you know, if you're not good under that high ball it doesn't really work for you. Yeah. Boy. So
1: exactly. It's Uge. like it's like, a, pro- it's like a prop. One. You would sort of as a like Wales would go, all right, we'll take Thomas Francis, we're going to have a solid set piece. Yeah. And then if we can develop the other parts of his game great. That's how I view a fullback. Yeah. base base camp. Catch everything, kick intelligently, know where, be in the right place at the right time. Mike Brown had a career of doing that amazingly well and Simon Hammersley has that. He does in spades but, and we're, but yeah. i think we're going to see the elliot daly uh experiment continue elliot daly doesn't have that but he is world class at the things he has yeah and i also um, like and i have talked about with other people we should celebrate the unique and special talents of people and i can't really say that and contradict my, and then contradict myself by going i well, would want give you a to quick simon with,
2: hammersley observation that, I, that yeah. I made which is he's always in the, in, in the right position mm-hmm. he's always su- super cool headed makes the right decision and I was watching him against Bristol and for whatever reason it is I don't know if there's an EMP pulse or something you know, he made the wrong decision and he decided to run it in I thought well okay you know, maybe he'll catch him off guard got turned over on the halfway got uh, basically held up t- turned over on the halfway and I think you're right he doesn't have that extra sun thing and he used to actually thinking about it back in the Newcastle days he did used to break a fair, a fair few tackles but I think people are kind of wise, um, wise that game though there's things to be said for players that just plays to their strengths and I think that's what he does wonderfully though is yeah. just play to his strengths yeah I think for a fullback for international
0: yeah. the absolute minimum would be the uh, right position right time and, and fairly solid under the high ball there is question marks over whether Elliot Daly Consistently exhibits that yeah. I do wonder if we'll see Any of George Furbank um, oh, yeah, In I the wonder. Six Nations
1: Maybe Italy Surely not yeah. Otherwise, Could he sneak onto the bench perhaps uh, He could sneak onto the bench Are they fully Could's... fit? Yeah
0: Yeah as far as I'm aware mm. Yeah um, Yeah I think We need other options England need other options and um, Watson's a potential But mm. he's in the same camp as Elliot Daly in my head, he's, he has the X-factor. Unquestionably, he's, he's got the X-factor. But does he have the minimum baseline requirements for always? Is he too talented to be any good? <laughs> he
1: was pretty Maybe. good in the World Cup. Is, yes.
0: is he, is he um, Mike Brown and Ben Smith levels of consistency under the high ball? Yeah. and Hard to say he is. I'm not sure, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen that consistency.
1: Hmm. Uh, Gloucester, yeah, they're in fourth position, but got got it handed to them by Bristol, who are one point behind them now in fifth. Yeah, who um, were my who I pick to go top four? Did I, I pick Saracens? Well, yeah, if we take Saracens out of the equation, <laughs> I pick Saracens. It's on the whiteboard. Saracens top four. It says <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I <laughs> picked. I, I picked. I picked Saracens <laughs> to get into the top four, but not be top. Maybe be third or fourth. This is before the salary cap thing because I thought it was a yeah. World Cup year and they had all their players. I think I picked it to be Exeter. Um, Exeter, Northampton, uh, sale, uh, sale, Saracens were my four. I
2: think I said Gloucester, Bristol
1: No, 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 I said Exeter, Gloucester No, did I say Exeter, Gloucester? You definitely said Sale I said Exeter I definitely said Bristol I said Exeter, Gloucester, Sale and Sar- Saracens
0: So I, I had Exeter, Exeter, Saracens, um, Northampton, Gloucester on my two
2: I think I had Northampton, and I think I had Exeter, Saracens and Bristol, I think No, Gloucester <laughs> Gloucester, no, I, I, Gloucester and Bristol.
1: Well, Bristol play know. like that, and they and they could be. Mm. What, what, why the, have they blown so hot and cold? It's the same yeah. as London I, Irish, isn't it? Because uh, they were awesome. And Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes. Oh, my goodness. Two two of the performances Nathan
0: Hughes has put in this season have the been... Fir, the first one of the season. Yeah, awesome. And this one were both phenomenal. Like, unplayable. Uh, he's not been that consistent. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I was watching this game thinking... Bristol are playing they play some lovely offloading lovely handling but there there was a bit more measure to them and their decision making of where to play that stuff and when to play it but they shut down gloucester really effectively uh, gloucester hardly had a look in I, I wonder how much that is to do with owen williams rather that's than exactly Cypriani. what I was going to mention
2: i have alluded to I've not spoken outright about it in previous podcasts Gloucester's got a really difficult choice to make coming up they've got Owen Williams who's allegedly on something like £400,000 and listened to our last podcast or next podcast whichever way you want to look at it and we try and value a player well Owen Williams is right at the height of that because they bought him when they needed a fly half uh, there was no one available they, they went to Leicester who were trying to buy George Ford and the only thing they could do is pay through the nose for Owen Williams boom here he is next year they then get Danny Cipriani. I think the Danny Cipriani train is starting to uh, run out of steam now. In England, in England, yes, uh, and it looks maybe like Gloucester. I mean, is he carrying a knock? Is that why he's not? The uh,
0: feeling he is, I'm not sure for this game. Uh, I I would assume so. Yeah,
2: I, you you'd must, guess so. Yeah. Uh, so now they're thinking, like, what do we do? Do we re? Do we pay Owen Williams more? Again, even though he's not really been proved... I think I worked out he's earning £30,000 a game. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> that, a lot of money. Better than England money.
1: yeah. Well, I, I, So I think Gloucester are a team that can use the opportunity of the Saracen squad in the right way. Because they can identify who their target is, but it, they might not be able to get them until next year. Mm. But they can say to a player, right, 2021... We'll we'll put all our money in your basket. A Andre Pollard type character, let's say, Billy Burns type character. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or whoever it is, they can do that. But but, the way he's playing at the moment, yeah, they could do a lot yeah. worse. Uh, but then, but then you say to Alex Lazowski or Max Malins, do you want a year just being our ten? get some rugby in the premiership, BR10, you can bridge the gap between the old, the, the old player and the new player that we've got, and I think that's the sort of deal we might see happening with Saracen's players. And I think Gloucester fly half might be a shout if Sippers decides to go off to France or Japan. I don't know what he's, what he's doing, because I think Sippers yeah, well, has got another got... year, hasn't he? No, is well, this he is it. I no, think...
2: this is it. I think this is it. I could Didn't he sign an initial one-year deal? One year followed by a Two.
0: I, I think, so this will be so the this first, would be his of his first year of the two, two-year right? deal. Okay,
2: so
1: they've got another year of Sippers, so that might be irrelevant.
2: So, just on Sippers then, if he... Okay. So Owen Williams, they have got to bite the bullet on him because this is his last year of three. And at the end of this, I they going to I have to shout one hell of a lot of money or lose him to a Welsh team? Yeah. Because, of course, they'll be offered a, quote-unquote, market. market rate contract, which is no such thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, they're in a real sticky situation. So, the, yeah, the last part of that jigsaw is this young lad who they're trying to get games time for. And I'm sure he is injured. Okay. As I look on the. Yeah. Yes, he is injured. Because otherwise. But, be but, but
1: Gloucester, again, are affected by people not involved in the squad. And it, but it's a weird one. They shouldn't have been beaten that heavily for a team. No. Aspi- I mean, got, for yeah. a team with their squad aspiring to be. And I bet, but I don't yeah. want to take it away from Bristol. They were outstanding. Yeah, and they've got the names to
2: come on. So I mean, I, I do think that. Bristol play better rugby than Gloucester. I think Gloucester play amazing rugby when Cipriani plays amazing rugby. But Glo- uh, Bristol are by far the better organised team. And then when Gloucester start playing well, well, when Gloucester play, you can see what they're doing. They've got their little triangle of forwards every so often, and then Cipriani-Atkinson Ak- uh, magic. But if yeah. you don't have the magic, what do you have? The Cipriani-Atkinson pivot
0: looking for runners.
2: Yeah. But and then after that, you've got nothing. Mm. Yeah. So... Now
0: this was a good performance by Bristol. Yeah, it really a was very good performance. Led, really led by Nathan Hughes, who was just everywhere, destructive, hmm. brilliant. But they, they're going to want to keep that level of performance, Bristol, which is something they've not been able to to maintain.
1: So just a, a quick break from this, and we can touch on this more in the Six Nations podcast in a couple of days, but Finn Russell. Oh, yeah. so uh, Finn do, Russell. Do you know what the rumoured story is? So, no. We, well, this is the point. We know nothing. Well, I know something. I know, I well, yeah, think, no, I mean, I'm, officially
2: we
0: know nothing. Yeah, I've read a few things, a few, yep. a few
2: suggestions. So the suggestion is about Finn Russell is there concern about how much he was drinking. So in response to this concern... As most mature playmaking halves would do He decided to order a pint at lunch <laughs> in, in Scotland camp In Scotland camp I said, uh, yeah, Finn, you're not available for uh, for the island game anymore You're welcome to stay with us And he said, no, thank you, I'm going to back, go back to Paris Where he then went and absolutely dispatched someone for rassing Then had a few drinks in the change room And then that got posted to social media That... That that's one exact picture. picture.
1: Yeah, of him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's there's hope for us yet, lads. I mean,
0: that rig as a professional athlete, that is appalling.
2: (laughs) I mean, look, Finn Russell is like the Eric Cantona of Manchester United, or the Eric Cantona of Scotland when Eric Cantona was Eric Cantona. Uh, frankly, he should be able to do what he wants um, he, he is, he is. no one is on his level they're not even close to being on on his level. Give him the keys let not after a drink <laughs> not straight <laughs> really after a drink and just let him run the Scotland show as he wants <laughs> I think problem the biggest problem with with Finn Russell is he's so good I mean if I was coaching him I'd definitely feel insecure because frankly, your best laid plans mean nothing if finn russell does, does not buy into him. <laughs> simple. It will be interesting to see
0: how much critis- criticism um, Townsend and the SRU, uh, who've been under quite a bit of criticism recently. Oh yeah, but
2: um, we, we never spoke about <laughs> uh,
0: about but, the bonus, did we? But we'll, it'll be interesting to see. So Finn Russell doesn't play. Scotland finish fifth in the Six Nations. Just how much criticism will there be?
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, look I, I, I would I would say. It's not as bleak as it might have been in other years Adam Hastings hasn't been yeah. playing very well Adam Hastings yeah. is a good player
0: they're not, the, they're not going to put Peter Horne Like move him from 12 no. to 10 To do anything stupid like and that And they've
1: know. called up Duncan Weir Yeah that's good yeah. That's good Who's, for our fancy rugby draft league Because Phil's Weir. doing far too well We could do with him being taken out of your team
0: Yeah
2: Fortunately I've got him handcuffed with John Lance Oh thank God for that Thank goodness Thank goodness uh, Yeah I just I do question the Scotland team I do I also think that Gregor Townsend's a very good coach I've you know, You've seen him win uh, uh, what's the league he plays in? The silly one which no one cares about <laughs> Pro 14 Thank you, <laughs> uh, you we, we've, we've seen him win Pro 14 titles um, I do
1: think he's a good coach But I just think there's a personality clash here Big time And also I really question Really? I, I would have imagined Gregor Townsend and Finn Russell Being really on the same wavelength Same position, same style of play But y- if you've heard um, Finn Russell's take on the events
0: At the England match The 38-all draw where he said... Oh, yeah, I've got some great insight on that. So the the quote that I read was Finn Russell saying that he had said to Gregor Townsend at half-time, you're, you're telling us to kick the ball away. Every time we kick the ball away, they're running it back and cutting us open. We're going to play. We're going to play um, the way I want to play, basically. And that's what they did. led to not? them almost being within... Seconds of winning the game. I've only that. that. was one where of the best. You see, where games. did you
1: read that quote? And Finn Russell said Finn that. Russell. I've yeah, first, I've, I've, I've read that. I can't remember, remember where that. I read that, but yeah. it, no, I've wow. actually got, definitely
2: did. I've actually got someone who saw that conversation. <laughs> really, He's recounted it to me? Yeah. Oh, so. right. Yeah, I can imagine. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is a, definitely a thing that happened. I was add something um, else to that as well. Yeah, the World Cup selection was weird for them as well. The fact that they wanted defensive solidity. I mean, I get you want more defense, but you're not a defensive team. You're not going to out defend South Africa. So just (laughs) go and pick Hutchinson.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, Jones and
2: yeah, Jones and yeah, Hutchinson Hutchinson or Jones or both. I mean, both. Yeah, go just go for it. You've got. I mean, Gregor Townsend knows how to play great rugby
1: because he's a great rugby player. He's got a load of other great rugby rugby players. He's he's got. He's got. the bulk of his team for Glasgow, who play that rugby, yes, yeah. yes. The profile of his side is not massive, but really quick. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, they yeah. So I think he's lost his way a bit.
1: Mm, that's interesting. Well, we can pick that up in the Six Nations podcast. Yeah. Yes, in a couple of days' time. Yeah. Uh, was and, there, any other sort of newsy type things going on? What's been going so on? There's some couple
2: rumours.
0: Transfer rumours. Oh. Yeah, there was well, an yeah, interesting we just one. Just Bristol. Pa- yeah, there was an interesting one that Paul Gustard was asked about today.
2: It just was. on Paul on Paul Gustard. I'm glad you mentioned him because we didn't men- we didn't mention him earlier on in the Saracens thing. Okay, riddle me this. It came out in the press that Saracens uh, Harlequins had been keeping a dossier. Of alleged breaches by Saracens, which they gladly handed over to Premier Rugby. Do you read that? Yeah, I love the word dossier. Dossier.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, it's never so like,
2: good if a dossier has being handed yeah. over. It's so
1: like 2003, isn't it? <laughs> dossier. Or whenever the Iraq War was. A dossier. I can't Who's got a dossier? <laughs>
2: so, so yeah, they've got this dossier now. <laughs> there's a couple of things I'm wondering though. Did they employ Gustard for his? knowledge of managing a team or his knowledge of Saracens for their dossier and if they believed in their dossier are they then saying we are happy then to pick up the architect or one of the architects of said dossier or are they admitting that they picked up a guy whose past achievements were inflated because of the contents (laughs) of the dossier or worse, is it both? How do these things live alongside each other? So I I don't think any of the coaches,
0: maybe Mark McCall, um, but other than that, I don't think any of them had really any idea. They, they might have knew, had a suspicion that, but
2: I guarantee it, you this: I no guarantee influence. you this. They all knew
0: about the houses. Yeah, they they, they all would have knew. Done. They would have done,
2: but they. So they just if, said Mark if, McCall and say, like, "Well, uh, who, who who's got a house? But yep, not it, Mark McCall. Um, Gaston, has he got a house? Yep. Has he got a house? <laughs> image rights? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> It's unbelievable, actually. I mean, I, I know Quinns are upset. I, I get they're upset. But the hypocrisy to hate Saracens so much, but yet to go to Paul Gustard to implement the Saracens' ways and have a bear in your changing room and fly attack helicopters into your ground
1: <laughs> and you know, do all these saracens things,
2: even though you hate Saracens that much, is remarkable.
1: Well, I think that they've hired Paul Gustard, the man, and uh, take him at his word. He knew nothing, said nothing, and... Uh yeah there's been we've raised question marks at some of the things that that he's been doing but um in terms of selection, but they absolutely they won today. rip Saracens apart they did and in a i mean if
0: no relegation leads to lots more games like this as a neutral where both teams are just there was running everything with no structure to it. Yeah. Well, I'll be happy. I will watch this league because yeah. it was it was like a beautiful chaos. That first half in particular was everyone was running everything from everywhere. It was madness, but it was gorgeous because Marcus Smith looked amazing, Don Brandt looked amazing. But Don Brandt did look really and Lesiki getting an opportunity to run through it, and over. I can't believe now. I dropped him out my fantasy rugby draft. What were you thinking?
1: thinking? I did pick up um jo- I got Josh Bassett and it's Ollie so and Ollie Lawrence. Ollie Lawrence. Oh, had, Ollie, Lawrence, Ollie Lawrence, Lawrence
0: had a good week this I week. I pick
1: Ollie Lawrence at the start of the
2: season, on
1: the advice
2: of I, the man who I believe to be um, the guru of all of all things age grade rugby, Alex Shaw, and he didn't play a single second of rugby until I dropped him. And, and now, now he's scoring tries. Yeah. And yeah. I thought Lasiki
1: was injured, or he was. He did have a knock, um, so I thought, oh, you know what, I'll pick Holly Lawrence because I reckon he'll play this week. He I... did play and did play well, but I've still let Lasiki go. He's a little bowling ball of a, uh, of a player. Well, he used to be running back for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. yeah.
2: Holly so. um, Lawrence's dad is a cricketer. Do you know that? No. Oh. He's a really famous cricketer. Someone Lawrence, obviously. <laughs> no?
0: <laughs> Maybe look at him. Don't, well, yeah, don't, don't know. Yeah. Don't know. He, he played well. That was, that was another... Um, very entertaining game. I've only seen the highlights, but Worcester Wasps. Yeah. Very close, well, very entertaining game. Let's just game. go back
2: to, let's just do the Harlequins one first, because okay. obviously there's a guy in there who isn't in the England squad. and A couple I of guess, guys in there. Yeah, well, I guess few. we'd expect him to be in there, and that's Don Brandt. So that that's one of the most interesting things
0: from the England selections, is there are two or three players in the league who are close to like-for-like replacements in to Billy Vunapola, who's mm. obviously out injured. And the the three guys that I would suggest would be Hughes, Dombran, and potentially Ben Morgan. Now, two of those are in pretty good runs of form. Mm. Very good runs of form. But Eddie Jones has deemed... Well, my interpretation of the squad is that he has seen both of them in camp, deemed them currently not test match animals, and not called them up, and he's going to change the... Construction of the back row, accordingly, and I would expect there will be two, uh, probably um, the smaller guys. So, a an underhill and a curry, for example. You didn't
1: mention Simmons as well. It would be uh, another one.
0: Sim- but he, Simmons. So Simmons is not like. So he's a very good number eight. He's explosive. He's thirty kilograms lighter than Billy a pole. He's kind of Ben Earlish. He is Ben Earlish, but Ben Earl is more like a. Um, Uh, certainly from a stature perspective is more like a courier and underhill Mm. he's that stature yeah so i suspect we'll see two of the smaller players which might be ben earl packing down at number eight it might be courier and underhill but two of those type players with then a courtney or itoje packing down at six interesting Uh, or it probably won't happen but ted hill is of that taller rangier. in the same way that brad shields has played that role in the past. Mm.
2: Is Brad Shields in, in the squad? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's gone to Northampton, which Sean mentioned. Has he? Has that been announced? Oh, has that been announced? No, he's not going to Northampton. He's, he's linked to Northampton, I should Link say. Linked to Northampton. Yeah. Which but, makes sense because he's got a coach who can get most out of him.
0: Yeah. He was captain for him. He was. So he you know, that, would, that well. would
1: make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah in terms if of, of knows his value. We touched, we touched on it. Um, another thing Paul Gustav was asked about was. The whereabouts of Carl Sinclair next season heavily linked to Bristol, and it seems like every, all the people, all the people who might be in the know, are saying that's a done deal. U- Hugo
0: Monia certainly, who does know a few things about Quinns he and certainly he suggests he does it. know
1: things about Quinns To the on, so on that occasion when t- there were denials of Marlon Yard going to oh, yeah and Hugo Monia said on telly, no, it it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> so I would not
2: put money on Bristol just yet I think Sinclair could have a very nice home for himself at Sale Sharks based on the fact that if Wilgriff John wants to continue his international career, he's going to have to go to Cardiff Blues probably, something like that. Providing they make a market rate approach for him. A market rate approach, but there again the Welsh money tops him up, and you know he's going to be earning more in Wales than he is elsewhere I, I would suggest. Assuming he gets um,
0: some caps. Yeah. yeah,
2: so there is an opening for Tighthead and there will be some money available for a tight head, So it'll be interesting to see which way he goes I must say that the Bristol proposition does look good But I think I would where's, Of those three clubs Where would he
0: more likely get top four next season?
2: Oh, where's a question
0: Sale, Bristol,
2: Quins Sale Sale I think so.
0: But so what I would This season, say, yes. Maybe Bristol next season. But I would Another say rebuilding. Bristol's a
2: cool place to live as
0: well. What I would yeah. say
1: is Bristol, well, Manchester's Manchester amazing. Manchester, yeah, it is. A but, is. but what I would say, but um Sinclair's style of play, I think he might look at Pat Lamb's philosophy on rugby and go, "Oh yeah, I I have a, I'll a, have a bit of that. I'll get, I'll get on. I'll get out there. It won't be Harry Thacker doing all of those side steps and yeah. Offloads I'll have a bit of that.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll say I'm all the best team with ball in hand as we've seen multiple
0: times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a good point because the coaching fit mm. to bring the best. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that actually. But,
1: uh, I, just but, wonder but I, can... I think Alex Dombrant might be the best player with ball in hand. Well, so his offload was outrageous. That first try, I loved yeah. it. So I, I've, sto- I've I came up with a saying for Dombrant. I don't actually believe it, but it just
2: sounds so profound that I think I should use it again, <laughs> which is: "World class number eights make their moments. Sadly, Dombrant only picks his." And I just think it sounds so profound, I'm going to go with it. I don't really understand no, it. Neither do I. But... He picks his moments. It's not like Billy Van Polo where you just give him a ball continually. The Brandt, and actually, I said it uh, in, in a rush, and it sounded like a bit of a slight. What I mean is he's very, very good at picking lines. He's he's very reading good. of the
0: game to pick the
2: lines yeah. is superb. That, that, uh, the, he's the size really... and
1: everything is one thing, but the rugby intelligence to hit the right angle at the right moment, that's why he he's gone... In a year from being a game-breaker at university level to a game-breaker at premiership yeah, level. Yeah, carried on. But there again, people like Billy Villapolo, you just give him the ball in any situation
2: and he makes yards, and I don't think he's quite that.
1: Well, yeah, but Billy took a little while to... He was always a big guy and always did stuff, but he, he, he kind of took a while to become the absolute wrecking ball he is because his physical attributes are so unique. Alex Dombrant, this is what makes me think, no, I think he's the guy that you can, you should have in the England squad because if if his story doesn't show you that the the rugby brain he's got will make up for a bit of conditioning or so um, my worry, a little bit of test match fitness. My worry would be is because he's good at identifying
2: the opportunities and I've heard I've heard people describe him as playing like a centre and I can see that I I, I can but if he can. Or, identify the opportunities where he's where he makes yardage it's also very easy for the opposition to take away the opportunities where he makes yardage because it's quite obvious if that makes sense you, you know, he's easier to counter than a billy who can just do it from from any position
1: no but it's the decisions he makes so late like the 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 slight change of angle just before mm. receiving the ball or he always finds a hole I'll, I'll, yeah I'll give him that
0: yeah or half a hole and he's big and strong and quick enough to go through yeah. it i i would so he's been in the England camp once. He was there last mm. summer. I would like to see him back again, and I, th- I think we will. Yeah. But I just, in the way that I'm explaining it to myself in my head is that Eddie wants him to get more Premiership experience yeah. before um, more England experience. Well, Jack
1: and Willis looked good again this weekend. Another three yeah. turnovers. Love Willis. Yeah. Love Jack Willis. He's, he's, he's got the most turnovers in the Premiership with fewer. Um, Fewer uh, appearances than anyone. He scored a try this weekend. He's a very, inf- he seems very, more and more influence he's having on that WASP team. Yeah. He, yeah. He's All a, of those
2: r- things are absolutely correct. I think he's a cracking player. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see him, um, you, you know, take the next step to international because I think he's one of those players that he'll just play as well as the standard is around him. I don't think he drops off. So, yeah, he'd be, as soon as he's in, I don't think you're getting rid of him.
1: And I, I, I but I put him in with, in Don Brandt in that sense that he has. Th- he kind of has a natural ability to be to appear at a breakdown and time it perfectly. Mm. But he's so he's so
2: strong as well. He's so hard. I mean, he's he's like I'm gonna say a bigger version of, of the Currys. Is he bigger? I seem to think he's bigger.
1: Yeah, a little I, bit bigger. I think he is a bit not bigger. not hugely. Those those are those Curry's are like yeah taller but they are big boys. They are massive, they actually. They are massive. Yeah, everyone thinks of, the country's like, you know, six foot two something. No, 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 they're huge. Yeah, well, well huge. they are six foot two, but they are Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't huge. do it justice. That doesn't do it justice. The depth, and, the depth of them now. Yeah. they've he, They've got that kind of... They've they've got that kind of physique that you can only have with after ten years of solidly shifting tin. Oh,
2: do you know who surprised me with it, with with his size the the other day? Whey! <laughs> hey, I hey, 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 that. what toilet were you in? Hey. Uh, no, no, uh, I ran into um Cam Redpath, who you don't think of was a big bloke, but he is right. put on some a lot of timber. It, good, good timber, good timber. Yeah, but like much, much broader oak. But like the thing is, with these young lads, they're you know. You see them when they show up at the club at say, eighteen, and by the time they're twenty-one, they're bloody enormous. Yeah, you know that's when you get fed five thousand calories a day and live in the gym. Yeah, so you get sounds great. Something to, <laughs> yeah, Steve Diamond. Uh, Steve Diamond uh, in an interview has actually quoted that as being the best reason to be a professional rugby player. You get paid to train like a demon for, for, for five <laughs> years, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: and then that, ho- that those holidays at those Vegas pool parties are a lot <laughs> of fun. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Uh, what, what were we talking about? Can't remember. Um, Quinn's uh, spanking Quinn's, Saracens. Quinn's. Well, oh, right. Jackson, Saracens. The, the, oh. Jack, the Jackson Ray incident. Yes. Yeah. Referee Luke Pierce at the end of the game, three minutes Hated to go, it. and um, Luke Pierce wanted to have a word with Chris Robshaw and Jackson Ray. Jackson Ray was protesting about something or other. Luke Pierce said, Right, go away. Manu Vunapola, come here. Right, you're captain for the last two minutes. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you. Hate it. I think it's so disrespectful Because Jackson Ray Is obviously upset about something Now Jackson
2: Ray Is no He's, he's not some punk Like he's hes not some uppity young kid Or You, you know He's a solid club man He's been at Saracen's For a long time He's integral to what They've done Where they've been, been successful He's captained the team On numerous occasions And for him to be rattled About something He might be You know It might be worth you Listening to, to him you certainly don't have the power to then appoint a brand new captain. <laughs> oh,
1: oh.
2: I mean, I really, really that's, hate it.
1: That's the bit I agree with you on. I'm quite happy for Luke Pearce to... And, and the way maybe he deals with it is he go If he's warned him several times, I've talked to you about this, I'm going to have to award a penalty.
0: Yeah, I'm going to reverse the
1: penalty. Back yeah. you go, and, and, and I'm going to keep awarding you penalties. And the next time, if you keep doing it, it's a yellow card. It's not Luke Pearce's place to say... I'm not talking with you anymore. Yeah, who do you think he is? Like, if, if I'm the if, captain now, if yeah. it's en- if it's enough for a penalty or a yellow card, give him a penalty or a yellow mm-hmm. card. You don't say oh, you're not cap- you're not captain. You're not talking to me anymore. Yeah, I, that's not. That, I, I, really I agree with it, you. Actually. That's not his call.
0: I really but, hate it. It did come across that Luke Pearce was kind of overstepping his. Uh, the boundary of his role uh, and to try and reappoint a Saracen's yeah. captain
1: and I would say that the, the general response on Twitter was like oh, well done yeah. Luke Pierce we taking yeah. a stand there is some sort of like and so, so I think that will be the majority position I've got to say yeah. that that will be the majority position and uh, all I'm saying is if if what Jackson Ray did you've warned him about loads and he persisted penalise yeah card. yeah Jackson Ray has never given me the slightest impression of all my years watching rugby even if it was watching Owen play. Farrell though or even if it was Dan Bigger yeah same thing goes. I mean, it's Chris Boyd's yeah. decision who the Northampton captain yes, is. Yes, yeah, exactly, or, yeah. exactly. The Mark McCall or Mark McCall yeah, in this case. Yeah, you know,
2: I, Luke Pearce looks like he's lost control of what he's meant to be doing, which is communicating with the players. I've failed at this task. Like, go and get me someone else who I can succeed with. And it was also Saracens' penalty. So whatever Jackson Ray wasn't happy with, he was probably right because it is his penalty.
1: Um, yeah, I no, really I, I'm all for refs sopping back chat. But yeah, this, yeah. This, this yeah. And I the love, yeah, the two things are separate. The two things are separate. If he wants to shut Jackson Ray up, brilliant. But I'm he, totally Jack, behind I mean, that. Jackson
2: Ray is the only person who was allowed to talk to him. So
1: yeah, but even that doesn't mean you can
2: talk to a ref however you want. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't know what Jackson Ray was saying to him. And I, if it was like Wayne Barnes in the final, you cheat, he gets a red card. Yeah. Not an issue. Yeah. If you're calling into question his integrity, <clears throat> not an issue. But we don't know what he was saying and. Yeah, like you say Tim it's not his call I I like that solution
0: give him a warning listen Jackson I can't talk to you like this if you keep badgering me you're going to be penalised I'm going to reverse this decision
2: do you know where this has got its roots from go on um Night Yeah Basically that Like this sort of um, This sort of fetish Of of, of talking to players In a, almost like A disrespectful way Now it was Sometimes funny Oh this isn't football And all the rest of it And then you can see Players trying to get on TV With their witty quips Marla does it all the time Sometimes it's funny Like Oh you're boring Yeah Hilarious um, But there again He'd cost his t- team A yellow card By mouthing off to the Duprees, Trying to get onto camera and that's where it's come from, and I don't like it. You know, there is. A, if you're going to be funny, you can be funny by all means. But first and foremost, do your job, and don't try and get on the cameras by being rude to Jackson Reid, well, Because I, respect I, I, goes well, both
1: ways. I'm not going to impute a motive for Luke Pierce.
2: I thought it, he thought I, I. I can't help but think he's play acting. Play well, the cameras. I,
1: I, I think it would be unfair to suggest that that was the motive. It, it, it may be, it may not be. I'm sure he would say no. Um, but th- the point is that it's. Uh, I, I think Luke Pearce will, if if he's on Twitter, he will look at Twitter and go, oh, everyone love, everyone's loving yeah, oh, that. Yeah, which is the worst thing, by the way. Yeah, nail that.
2: Go do more of that. Go do more of it. Like uh, uh, the Nigel Owens things. This isn't. This isn't football. Remember who you're talking to. These guys have trained rugby. For the best part of all of their life, they're now playing professional rugby. They've stood up in a scrimmage, and you're telling them that it's not football. They know it's not football, Nige. They they know, <laughs> right? You're just doing it for the cameras, and that's exactly the. I thought that was exactly the same as Luke uh, as Luke Pierce today, and refs. I mean, refs for the most part are always respectful, and the the game relies on respect
1: going both ways. You can yeah. be firm but respectful.
0: Yeah, I I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm broadly right with that. I think we're we're against majority opinion, but I I actually hope that some people might have thought about it in a slightly different way now they've just heard that.
0: (laughs) Unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other game that we've not touched on, which, again, I've only
2: seen highlights, but Bath-Leicester, it didn't look like the best game. Well, it's a pointless game, isn't it? This is the definition of a pointless game. Now that relegation is not a thing...
1: Who really cares what happens at the RAC? Build, build for next season. <sighs> Neither team yeah. really... Bath is seventh, one point off top six. Ooh, two, po- two points off fourth. So Bath will be... No, but you're, you're, you're writing that off, but Bath will be going, yeah, we can get the playoffs. Of course they will, and they should.
2: Yeah, but they only beat Leicester, who are bottom of the table, by three points. I so bet. it's just one of those things... I, <clears throat> this would have been so exciting. And maybe Leicester would have beaten them if... if uh, Relegation was on the table. I mean, three points sounds like something doable, but again, I mean, uh, you know, no, it's not. Look, it's not pointless to Bath because of course they want to be. No, top and
1: six. I don't think that would have entered into their mind. I think they would have. Both sides will be. And oh, as, I don't as know. We said At the start, they'll be giving a hundred percent. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, look, you get rid of. You, I, what, you You're say, sort of contradicting yourself because at the very start, talking about London Irish, you went, "These are professional players." No, no they're, they're like. Well, they're like
2: the players on the field? will try hard in their mind, right, at that time. They'll never say, look, I didn't try that hard. But you ever watched the Dragons play? Like, you know, yeah, they're trying hard, quote-unquote, but it's just this, like, malaise that comes over the team, and you know how it is. If you don't feel quite up for it as a team, you know, you've still tried hard, but you don't get that extra 5% snap, or, you know, you know how it is. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, sadly, one of the best fixtures in the league has always been one of the best fixtures historically. In the historically, one which we were talk- spoke about last week, Tim. Why do? Why does everyone hate Bath? Why? Well, Bristol hate Bath. Gloucester hate Gloucester. Bath. Location, Leicester. location. Leicester, the history. Yeah, yeah, but like Gloucester don't hate Bristol the same way that they hate Bath.
1: No, but they hate no. Bath. because that Bath was so much better than everybody else for such a long period of time. Even in, Gloucester in the eighties, nineties. Bath won... Uh, so, uh, uh, Newbury Rugby Club, we used to go every year to the Pilkington Cup Final. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before, there might have been the Courage League or whatever, I don't know, but it was before there was the Premiership, and we used to go to the Pilkington Cup Final every year, because that was the big tournament, one club game at mm. Twickenham, and um, Cup match. And Bath won it, it used to be Bath pretty much every year. They won the European Cup, didn't they, with, um, they won the European Cup. One of the earliest European Cup first... Yeah, against Breve, against Breve. Against Breve, No, Briefe, Cust, uh, Cust I think it was Breve. Yeah. Oh, no, or no, brief might have been one of the other teams that won it against yeah, I think Toulouse, right. was it? No, I don't know. Anyway, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> whoever. They definitely won it. Bath were, the, like, the boss, the, the absolute dominant team. Then Leicester took over as the next dynasty, so there was that overlap where Bath were on the way down, Leicester were on the so way so up. So that's why they hate each other. So that, that rivalry was they were the two big forces in English rugby. Um... And then people hate Saracens because Saracens have been the biggest force. It's natural when you're at the top; everyone wants to have a pop at you. It seems Bath, like not only one team really hates Leicester. That's Northampton.
0: Uh, I think it, everyone hates Leicester a little bit, and everyone because used to. of their success.
2: Yeah, everyone yeah, used yeah. to not when like they, they were. I mean, when like they like there's, there's three. There's three, now people, now just, to hate Bath too.
1: Remember that? Yeah. If there was salary cap chat back in the day, and I'm not, uh, people would have been. Uh, you know, going, what? You've got Lewis Moody and Neil Back and Josh Cromfeld. Huh? What? How are you getting all these players? So, you know, everyone used to say about Leicester, what they what? were they signing all these players? What? They? they were so much better than everybody else. Yeah, they were. And they made profit every year. And then, and then it was Leicester-Wasps, because Wasps and Leicester were the two big ones, two big forces. The, the, the successful teams have this rivalry, but the Bath-Leicester one is one that lasted for years and years and years.
2: Hmm. Mm. So anyway, so Bath won this pointless game. Pointless game on a dreadful pitch. Well done, everyone.
1: Tom mm. Homer's having a great season. Tom, right? Yeah, I
2: mention that. Yeah. So, do you remember? You, do you remember when we went to watch Sale? This is before the, the podcast days, and Tom Homer sort of burst onto the scene around then. About nineteen, we actually had him in a quiz. He was he, he was a golden golden boot. Was he golden boot? Was top point scorer? Not those. Yep. Those obviously yeah. it could be the same thing. Um, he was awesome. He was absolutely awesome for maybe 2 years and then injuries and you didn't see him for a couple of years. And he went to he moved to Bath and he seems to be sort of fulfilling that promise and I hope he does because if he's even half the player we thought he was when he's going to be when he was 19, he's going to be awesome again. Absolutely awesome. So I'm I'm delighted that he's start, that he's starting to starting to find his feet there. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um he's one of the few bright sparks on this on what I saw of <laughs> the game. So, me and Tim went to watch a game. You were doing the match, the match announcing. I can't remember if it was a TV, TV game, but the London Irish team that we watched had... sure had Corbisiero in it. Yeah. He had John Fisher. Do you remember him?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: John Fisher was... Corbisiero
1: and John Fisher have a gym. Ah, do they? Th- th- together. They're, yeah. good, they're really good mates. Uh, Jonathan Joseph scored a try.
2: <laughs> was Marlon Yard playing? Or Watson. Ooh. I don't know if those two were, but definitely Jonathan Joseph went on the outside.
1: Ooh, Kennedy won- and Casey were locks, were they? Oh,
2: I can't oh, remember. Yeah. I, I, can't, I remember Wahongi was playing for Sale. Karena Wihongi. Yep. Why did he leave so quick?
1: That was... He was like
2: the big signing on
1: big money. By right. today's on the was on big money. Well, there was some rumours that...
2: There was some rumours, th- wasn't there? That
1: Sale had accidentally given him an illegal substance. Oof. Really? Like a a batch that was wrong, so... I think he got I, I don't know that was a, surely get if you can France.
0: surely if you can prove there's a bachelor uh,
1: anywhere Anyway I anyway. I oh no, no, I, I, may be, I may have got that well, comp- yeah. there was a reason why all of a sudden there was a very not <laughs> yeah. very not very happy ending for Corren Wehongi
2: <laughs> Now Corren Wehongi I'm glad you remember his first name because I only remember His second name He could defend moles on his own It was phenomenal <laughs> to watch the guy was massive he was a giant man Yeah he was meant to turn around sail on his own Because this is like, German Sale lost all their players. But they had, like, Luke McAllister. Yeah, well, did Luke McAllister... Apparently, he packed up his... um, Like, he was so keen to get out of there. When he finished his his last match, he had all of his stuff packed and ready to go. He (laughs) finished the match, (laughs) went to the airport and went home. (laughs) No more of
1: this for me, thank you. (laughs) And they had... um, Who was that Welsh guy that they put a fly half, Nick... No, um, not Nick. I know um, what, uh, Lee. No, no, Lee no, Jones. No, no, no. McLeod. No, no. Nick, Nick McLeod! McLeod.
2: Nick McLeod. He was going to be big in Wales. Uh, he, he, he came from Cardiff Blues. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they had all sorts of great players. London Irish had some great players. Yeah. So yeah, they just thought I'd uh,
1: take Tom of on being one. Take us on a trip down memory lane. We don't have any Premiership next week. Have we? Have we missed anyone in particular? There's not going to be anyone upset, is there? Oh, uh, we've we've. Touched, we've done varying levels
0: wasp. of um, service to each one of the games
1: uh, Just,
2: okay, wasps uh, Whilst I remember Oh yeah, and, so, oh, and also there's some Are there any transfer rumours about any Saracen's boys going anywhere?
1: Uh, Lozowski to Bath is rumoured Or Lozowski or Malin's to Bath is one that was popular heard, um, ben, ben Spencer ben to Bath Ben Spencer to Bath
2: Potentially That's going to be a loan, allegedly um, I think I know where Billy's going is he, pen? is he going anywhere? I'll just write it down Okay, uh, I I can't announce this, but I, I've got this. Can on. you not point to the the jersey on the wall? No, because there's no jersey on the wall. That Ooh, would... Ooh, that's a clue. Ooh. That's a clue for anyone
1: who has ever watched the video.
2: There we go. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Big news. I, I am sworn to secrecy on, on that.
1: How confident are you in your source there? One million percent confident. You're, you're, you're one million percent confident that it's a conversation and a possibility, or you're a million percent oh, it's confident uh, it's happening? I'm,
2: oh, well, the conversation has definitely happened. It was one, It's 100% happened. Um, but I, I can't say anymore. I mean, it might, it might not go ahead, but if it does, that's going to be enormous news. And we will break it here first. Of course. If it goes ahead. That's big. Yeah. That would be big. Uh, also, some rumours about wasps, which I don't know how true these are. There's obviously some coaching... Comings and goings, Monday morning
1: me- meeting, maybe. Oh, the know. JB
2: famous Monday morning meeting. Yeah, I mean, these always work out well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm let's There's to the, many
1: a Monday morning meeting uh, prediction has where nothing has materialized. Yeah, so, so just we'll what,
2: so I guess watch this week. I think something might happen at uh, Wasps.
1: No mm-hmm. premiership fixtures. It's the uh, first premiership rugby cup semi final next week, which is Exeter against someone. A oh, I should know this. A a team. i I'm, I'm working, working. I'm working the following week against uh, the sale game. Sale Saracens.
0: Uh, okay. Ooh. Oh, so they've got one, one consecutive weeks. So, yeah,
1: they've got one semi final one week, one semi final the other because it's obviously Six Nations, which we will cover the fixtures off for that. Um, we'll yeah. elsewhere.
0: M- midweek we'll do a full Six Nations preview pod, predictions, people to watch out for, dissecting the squads, all the rest of it, all of uh, exactly. the good details. Hundred percent.
1: I've got to get the Premiership Rugby Cup um, fixture now. Before I can go, and I, I'm so desperate for the loot. I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what is the other game? Oh man! Premiership Rugby Cup. It's mm. not on BBC. They don't cover. They don't cover it.
0: Uh, do Exeter Harlequins. Exeter
1: Harlequins. Thank you. That's First
0: of sale. And the yep. other one is Sales Harrison's
1: Boom! Right. Listen to the other podcast. Wait in your feed. There'll be one coming in the next couple of days on the Six Nations. Tweet us at Rugby Podcast. He's at JB Moore. I'm at Cocker. Phil is lurking somewhere. And, and that's someone's what
2: DMs. Mm, mm. If you're lucky. If mm. you're lucky. Right.
0: Perfect. <laughs>